You are listening to Revolutionary Hood Rat with Kim Young, a dope black social worker, and welcome back. Y'all, I miss you. And for real, for real, I'm not even lying. I really did. Because y'all know I had to go see Beyonce last week. And well, I was going to try to be responsible and like get a whole episode edited and posted for y'all to enjoy. But then I was like, why? I'm in New Orleans. Why can eat food and frolic and... See, Beyonce, they can wait. All will be well in the world if we just wait one week. So we did. And here we are. And um, this episode is worth the wait. I'm not even going to hold you. I ain't got no revolutionary news this week. I ain't got no earth is ghetto this week because you know who I got. One of my favorite internet cousins and people in the whole United States of America, if not the world, y'all, we got cousin Marvin Tolliver on today's episode. And I'm going to go ahead and do their introduction because if y'all don't know about cousin Marvin, you about to learn a little bit about cousin Marvin and why I love him the way that I do. So let me go ahead and be professional and read his bio. Marvin is a licensed clinical social worker born and raised in East Oakland, California. Yeet. Marvin is currently residing in Philadelphia and working as a therapist with the Radical Therapy Center. He is also a co-founder of the mental health collective Melanated Social Work. Shout out to the cousins. Marvin is queer, bisexual, black creator, writer, consultant, public speaker, mentor, wedding officiant, and radical educator that encourages others to see the power within themselves and use their voices to fight for justice. Marvin is one of my favorite troublemakers. And this conversation is so, so good. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Oh, my goodness, Marvin. This has been a uh, long time coming. And when I tell you, I'm so excited to be able to Kiki talk shit and have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for saying yes and making space for this. Of course. Always, of course. For you, for you, Kim, anything. Listen, this is about to be good for my soul. Oh, and so hopefully, so uh, hopefully good for your soul too. Cause there's nothing like talking to good people yes. about nonsense sometimes. Like it's yes. not it ain't always gotta be the deep shit. We do with deep shit all day all day long, all the time. But like sometimes you just wanna talk about fun shit. Yeah. Um and so that's what I'm really hoping that our conversation will really fall into, right? Um, so I don't even know where you want to start because, you know, <laughs> I'm a big fan of talking about just the things that are just ghetto in nature that exists on this earth with us. But even providing context, I saw some discourse on um Twitter or somewhere. Somebody was like, why you always got to call something? Not me, but like a general question. Like, why you always got to call something ghetto if you don't like it? Well, I think ghetto is expansive. I... Ghetto is incredibly expansive. Um <laughs> Sometimes should be ghetto. <laughs> it's like ghetto could Sometimes be funny. You could be, be ignorant. Just ghetto. Yeah. Just ghetto. Yeah, we do um, not recommend. Do not recommend. Do not recommend. Do not yeah. recommend. So I think the first <laughs> thing that I want to jump into is um, you see, I got on my San Diego Padre. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And I love that we have this particular thing in common, which is California. Yes. as being the place that we have grown up because not just having California in common, we have made that transition over here to the East Coast, right? And like yeah. bringing all of that to this side of the country and having people incredibly confused about our states. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all think California is just like the tiniest state? 
Oh my goodness. Every time I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm from Oakland. They'd be like, oh, I've been to LA. And I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> Listen, so look, let's stay right there because the people be trying to get into a tizzy. When I try to explain, like, look, most people from California, if you're not from L.A., you don't really fool with L.A. like that. No disrespect, but it's the idea that L.A. takes up so much space in people's imaginations about what the state of California is. Like, I'm from San Diego. I went to school in the Bay Area. I went to San Jose State. When I tell people that it would take me about eight hours without traffic to drive between San Jose and San Diego to like go home and visit or whatever. Yep. Folks would be like, huh? Like, yeah, it's a big ass state. It's a big ad. Look on the map. It's a big ass <laughs> state. And not just being big, it is so culturally different. Right. And so I want to talk a little bit about the differences between Southern and Ca- Southern California and Northern California, Ooh. because you're from Northern California, but you <laughs> went to school in Southern California and I, I did. did the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good question. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be biased. Um, right. Oakland is the best. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bay Area is the best uh, from hyphy, hyphy movement to uh, now this may be debatable. I think our Mexican food is better in the Bay. All right. Now, we're going to have to debate about that one right there. <laughs> but keep talking. You, you got to go to the right spots, though. All right. I think that y'all probably have. Well, this... East 14th and taco trucks. They took me yes. there. I was on International <laughs> trying to get some tacos. <laughs> it was a, it's, it's these two. Listen, I, I went to St. Elizabeth High School, 34th and uh, what is that? 34th and like, not MacArthur. I mean, you got to go up a little bit. Anyway, but there was a goodwill. Um, and there's two taco trucks outside of that Goodwill. Now there's a good taco truck, mm-hmm. and it's a taco truck we don't fuck with. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The one on the left, <laughs> <laughs> if you're facing the Goodwill, <laughs> is the taco truck you fuck. Anyway, um, yeah, but you know, so I'm obviously Bay Area culture, the hyphy movement yeah. um, was like was 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 like very prevalent when I was growing up. So like we talking about Mac Dre, we you know, we doing the thizzle dance yeah. and you know all, all them things. And so um you know I'm I'm definitely partial toward toward the Bay. Um but San Diego is a beautiful city. Is we hear a that a beautiful lot. Beautiful city. <laughs> um weather, I mean y'all y'all got us. The weather is phenomenal. The beaches, uh, Coronado Beach was my favorite beach to yeah. go. Just do whatever the fuck on a random Tuesday or Wednesday. Because who wants to go to class? Who? When it's 85 degrees. And you in San Diego. And you in San Diego. Come on now. I don't care if it's Tuesday. Come on now. I'm going to the beach. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Go get some liquor. <laughs> Maybe some weed. We chill at the beach. I'm going to the beach. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I I really I do miss San Diego. I, I just went mm. there actually. Um, that lot, my last stint when I was in the Bay, I was mm-hmm. there for like six months because I was mm-hmm. making up for lost time because because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I took a you know a trip inside of a trip and went down to LA and then I went to San Diego and I was like, oh yeah, this place is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love growing up in San Diego. I'm really grateful to have had that experience. But when I tell you I don't miss it, I don't miss it. Mm. um I don't miss it I don't miss it at all I think and I've probably shared this with you before but like I'm I'm very black yeah and I've for the I always didn't feel like I couldn't find my place 
in San Diego because of just how Black I've always been and always identified. But I love being able to say like, I'm born and raised in San Diego because of the exposure that I got, right? To all the different cultures, the ways of being the better Mexican food in the state of California. Uh, Um, (laughs) But when I tell you I had like my own personal renaissance and awakening when I moved to the Bay Area for undergrad, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. was I supposed to be here all this time? (laughs) I think you were. Somebody when I got mistake. to the bay, I was like, oh, I think I was supposed to be raised up here all this time. Child, when I tell you I got caught in a sideshow in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I got caught in a sideshow in 2006. If folks are not familiar with a sideshow, it's just <laughs> essentially community gathers in the streets. They're in vehicles, scrapers. Yes, I love that you said community. (laughs) (laughs) Community gathers. Because it really is. Parading scapers, I mean, scrapers. You know, some might be um, wrapped with Skittles branding or um, Sour Patch Kid branding, big ass rims. Hydraulics. Hydraulics, hanging out the car, playing music, just kind of going around and around and around, jumping out the car, dancing on that bitch, everything. Go dumb, go dumb at the side. Everything, everything. When I tell you I got caught in my first side, show I was in the back seat and I think I might have had a panic attack but then when, when it was over I was like I think I might have liked that yeah I think I might have liked that you're terrified but then you're like wait I think I kind loved of, it this is kind of fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the air of like the jabos of the um the dreads that the the Ooh. boys used to have like the the green tips blue tips and shit yeah, yeah. I was like yeah like I think the the cultural difference between the south and the north People really don't know, even within the state, unless you travel between both. And I think folks might be shocked how many people don't even leave the part of the state they're from. Right, right, right. When I went to San Diego State, um, state was was very white. So that was a big change. San Diego, go ahead. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) depending on which which area you are. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was not ready. Yeah, I looked from the, it was it was one of those uh, campuses where you are looking for the black people. You're like, oh, yeah. oh there's one, there's one, right? And and so it was very very different for me in that way. And so it it also it gave me the opportunity to learn about white people a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, in the good ways and in the not so. That's a different type of white in Southern California. People don't know it's actually incredibly conservative. They think it's progressives. Yeah. But like yeah. the military bases and all of that make the politics and the people in like San Diego and parts of like Orange County incredibly conservative. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just the ideas around and, and, and when I wasn't uh, going to school, it was the war in Iraq. Mm, and yeah. there was a lot of talk around that. And I remember a debate happening in one of my classes and one of the guys, actually, he he's actually a really good, a good friend of mine now, um, was defending Bush and his, him and his family supported Bush mm-hmm. and there was a, a woman that was actually from Iraq and she was like well I live there so mm-hmm. uh you re- you can't really tell me <laughs> <laughs> and the class is like oh it was, it was, it was kind of a, it was a kind of a dope moment but yeah I, I just I was not ready for the level of whiteness um that showed up in in so many areas at, in, in, during the university um and also, like, and I don't want to say it was horrible. I, I met some phenomenal folks yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of all races, of all ethnicities. Um, something about, and this is more about LA than San Diego, and you and I can hear your take on this, but um, there's not a lot of authentic 
people that that I've run into. You could have said that with your whole chest. I don't know why you hesitated. <laughs> it's just true. <laughs> they be they be they be fake as fuck. And and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. People don't live in LA. That's what I try to explain. Like people mm, go to LA to chase a dream. Right. Yes, there are folks who are born and raised. That's their home. But like they really be in LA. LA big as shit. Right. But, like they really be on the the outskirts of the county. Right. Um. But like the people you interact or come across from in LA, like y'all just out here trying to make a way or like mm-hmm. figure some shit out. Y'all not out here trying to be authentic and real. Right. And so that Take was one of the things. And I was just, and, and you know, from in the day, we're just like, if we don't fuck with you, we don't fuck with you at all. Like, we're not gonna smile and be like, ha ha ha, I'm your friend now. Not people in the bay are kind. They're right. kind. They're not nice. People right. in like LA on that nice shit. Yeah, and it's just like I'm gonna try and be nice to you and then talk shit about you behind your back. Mm-hmm. Like that gets you fucked up and open. Yeah, and it was wild because it was during them times. And like, because there have you know, there are people from LA that came up to, they were in the Bay for like school and I would come across them, them tight ass pants on. You know how the skinny <laughs> jeans was having a moment? I'm like, you talking greasy in these skinny ass tight ass pants. Like, <laughs> Not the skinny jeans. You're a jerk. Jerk. Yeah. Jerk. That's my shit. <laughs> I do it all that shit. And even when I was up there, they didn't even want to play too much like Southern California music. And so I did get exposed to like Bay music. Which yeah. I love to this day, but I was like, oh yeah, y'all really, y'all really just fuck with yourselves. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and people from the Bay love the Bay. Yes. Like, you will probably Down. hear in Southern, in Southern California saying, well, in the Bay, we got this. In the Bay, Down. like probably not even in Southern California, all over the fucking world. All over. Well, it in the Bay. <laughs> exactly. They love it down. They love, love it, it down. And so, like, yeah. I don't even, I have so much love and respect for the bay and the culture but then also the similarities that i see um happening in the bay which is like the rapid um economic displacement yes. of all the black and brown people um yes. in the bay because one of my close friends in college like her family's been in the bay for generations they have house around like lake Merritt and shit mm-hmm. right and so even back then and then thinking about now you got like multi-million dollar homes yeah in the same hills that like her grandma was in her mom was in and then like even before that you just like god damn one of my good friends right now she lives uh close to the lake maybe a block or two away um she lives in a studio guess how much she pays for rent probably what three thousand how much not that much twenty one hundred how much twenty one hundred twenty one hundred for a studio in the basement for a studio <laughs> baby baby and I say, you know what? Maybe I should uh, wait until these rent prices go down before I move back because this twelve fifty that I'm paying here for my two bedroom is lovely. So let's go there because that's why I'm here, yeah. right? So like when I came over to the East Coast for grad school, I had every intention. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna get my degree. I'm gonna go back home. Go back, right? Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't gonna go back home, I was gonna go up north, like to the DC area. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, well, why would you do that? Like. It's easy to live here. There's opportunity here. Because what I've kind of discovered and kind of, you know, mentioned a little earlier, everyone goes out that way to the West to find an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm like, why would I go over there in an oversaturated market to try to find an opportunity when like right here where I currently am, there's so many and I can figure this shit out. And it's just right. easier to live. Yes. I don't think we even talk about the stress of growing up in large metropolitan cities and areas. hmm yeah 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 there was public transportation for me the re one of the main reasons that i don't talk about is because that shit was traumatic 
the yeah, number of Barton shit. The, <laughs> they was running it down on the Bart man. Got the blaze in the mouth, knife and shit. Oh my god, on the Bart. Yeah, it'd be like people having sex on the Bart. Yeah, it'd be, yeah. It, it's just it, people live on the Bart, and so yeah, then they yes, do they their do. their the business, business on the Bart. On the Bart, the Bart is well. like the metro. It's the train. Yeah. Uh, Bay, barrier, Bay Area Rapid Transit. Rapid Transit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bus. When I was on the taking the bus, I would see so many fucking fights. I would see. There was one week I remember. I saw one fight in the morning. I saw another fight on a Wednesday, and then I saw a girl get jumped at the bus stop. Dang. And I was just like, you know what? This ain't for me. <laughs> this, this ain't for my, me. my spirit. This is not for my spirit. It's not. Yeah. So how have you had like how has your transition from the East Coast kind of been? And like I'm asking that question because I think a part of us, like yeah, we're racially black, culturally black, all these other identifiers, but there's also something about being culturally Californian. <laughs> that like yeah, when you find yourself in different places, you're like, oh yeah, we are different. Yeah. Um, so how has this been for you? So my first stop on the East Coast was Boston. Oh, shit. I forgot yeah. that. So, <laughs> so grad school for two years, right, where I met, you know, the gentleman from Melanated Social yeah. Work, the folks, you know, know, know who those folks are. Um, and that was a white that was different than San Diego. Yeah. White. Um, the weather was East cold. Coast white is just different. East Coast the, white is different. It is. The weather was cold and the people were also very cold. Mm. And it was, I remember, and I uh, talked about this, I forget when I talked about this at some point, <laughs> but um, I was working my first internship at a at a uh, middle school. And I remember, you know, when you walk towards someone in the hallway, like faculty or whoever, in the morning, you say good morning, you say something. Something. People legitimately would look the other way so that they would not have to speak to me. <sighs> And I'm just like, what, what the, what is this? <laughs> like, do you not want to say, like, who, who doesn't want to say good morning to, to another human? I, I, I don't understand it. Um, it's been times I've gone to the grocery store and white woman having a whole full on conversation with the white customer in front of me. I come, scan my items. Sometimes they would just say the price. Mm. Other times they would just point at the screen. Mm. I'd pay, bag my own shit and leave. Mm. And it's just like, this is different. Mm. I remember looking for housing because I had to find, you know, I'd find my own apartment. I will answer like Craigslist ads and all these other ads and just be like, you know, I'm going to grab Craigslist. For- oh, we are old. <laughs> I was, I was doing other things on Craigslist too, but listen, um, <laughs> like money by any means necessary. I mean, um, <laughs> But I, you know, I, you know, we'd have this conversation. I tell them I'm going to grad school at Boston College. We'd have a video call. After that call, no communication. So I have to start saying I'm a black student going to Boston College. The student part was the the that uh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to be very careful with my words. So, mm-hmm. um, and then also, it is cold as like y'all got real ass fucking weather. winters. Got weather. So that was the first. That was my first true winter that was also the winter they called it snowmageddon mm. so no shit snow was up to my knees up to my knees i'm six Mar- <laughs> you was in slush as marshawn <laughs> would say slush i said what Ooh. in the fuck is this there was a day 
I had to go outside in it, but it was like five below. Five below. Mm-mm. How does that even? Mm-mm. That's ghetto. Outside. See, like that's a perfect that's thing ghetto. to call ghetto. That is just ghetto. Ghetto was hell. Um, so I was like, yeah, I am not going to stay here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then me and this person I used to be in a relationship with, uh, we moved to uh, Philly and Philly was much blacker. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. I can do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can do this. It wasn't as cold. It's still be cold. It's still good. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But I was like, the blackness and the and the and the cheaper rent and yeah. like you know the proximity to D.C. to Baltimore to New yep. York, all that stuff. Phenomenal food, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that's made me stay. And I and I really I enjoy um, the realness of yeah. Philly. I enjoy the realness of Philly. Um, I feel like it got some similarities to Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. a black ass city. It's a city black as fuck. <laughs> and I love it. And in some areas, so you, you have West Philly and Baltimore Avenue, and it's it's queer queer friendly as well. And so, you know, you have queer folks holding hands publicly. Once again, like Oakland. Yeah. And not do everywhere. Right. Right. So um yeah, so it's it's a dope it's a dope city. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean the East Coast, it definitely did a number on me when I first got here. I've been here going on, well, this is my 12th year now. Um, living on this side. When I first got here, I definitely had a whole breakdown, probably like mm. six weeks of coming I'm, off the plane. I just it, got it. I'm sorry, I just got an email from the US Department of Education. I'm sure we're gonna talk about that. Fuck later. them people, we'll get to that. <laughs> um <laughs> So I definitely had like a breakdown when I like six weeks from moving here because I had never seen like black and white before, like black Mm. people over here, white people over there. And like you really didn't cross. You didn't do much with each other. You had to go Mm. out of your way to engage or interact. And I just did not grow up like that at any point in my life. Like I had just never seen like just racism up front like that like just yeah. in my face and like the way people were acculturated the way folks behaved and that interacted didn't interact with each other and it was cold Whew. it was it was humid there were mosquitoes it was cold and i couldn't find good mexican food i was like <laughs> i want to go home east coast <laughs> like, mexican food is home. not it's not what you it's got not. Here. It's gotten better because, you know, the homies then found their way over here and they just set up community on the you south side here in Richmond. And so I'm able to get access to like, you know, Salvadorian food. There's some Mexican yeah. spots, Dominican spots, um, even some Cuban spots. And I'm like, oh, bless you. But like, even when I go in, <laughs> it's like they don't see folks like me coming to their establishments um, as opposed to at home. Like, you know how it is. You should you walk into Walmart, Walmart tell you welcome in at least 10 languages. Mm-hmm. Right. So like mm-hmm. over here, it's it's just that has just not been my experience since I have been yeah. uh living on this side of the country. But I'm still grateful for it because what you kind of mentioned, it's so proximate to things. You can get around. Yes. At home, you drive for like 16 hours, you can stay in the same state. Yeah. Over here, I hop on a train for like two, three hours. I'm somewhere else. It's like Europe. <laughs> 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 I can like pop out. It's like 
Europe. I could pop out from a little weekend situation and take my ass back to, you know. Yep. Um, so I've certainly yep. been able to to find place and belonging on this side. I'm grateful for all those experiences of growing up in California because it, it makes you something different. Yes. And people know, people know you're not from here. That does that happen to you? Like, all the you time. Every every time I, I go, um, like if I talk to somebody like in an Uber when I first got here, especially. Um, they'd be like, you're not from here, huh? Yeah. Um, you don't know me, but no, I'm not from here. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, transitioning us to something else ghetto since you brought them up. Because why they email you? That, what, the student loan people want their money? Because they ain't going to get it. Because I'm very confused how allegedly we start payments in like two weeks. But I still mm -hmm. don't know how much, when it's due, or how to pay it. So... I, I put a post. Um, it's above me now. Been above me. I don't know what they're gonna do, and and I'm 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 trying to see what they're gonna do next because Joseph Robinette. Hmm. I feel like he has some work to do. Hmm. I feel like he needs to figure out what to do with this tab <laughs> because hmm. you can expect payment for as long as you want to expect payment. As, as long as you want, baby. Now, are you gonna get it? Don't. Mm. Ask Jesus. I don't know. Better figure it out. I don't know. Better figure I don't it out. Know. I was I I posted something because I was I was doing some research because I'm like you know what how much does it actually cost um for student loans to be forgiven across the board and 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 I saw that it, it was somewhere around four hundred million dollars and they were like you know um folks would pay it off twenty million for however many whatever that math is. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the U.S. military budget. Yeah. That was upwards of $760 million. And here's the thing about the military budget. That's just for this year. One year. Last That's year. The annual budget. $750. The year before, <laughs> seven like $25. Yeah. And so this is what? Now trillion, billions or trillions of dollars? Trillions. I, I'm not good with money. That's now trillions of dollars. But you can't take care of this one-time payment. But they took care of theirs, right? So, like, that's the part that continues to piss me off is, like, I don't like when people play in my face. Mm. We saw you forgive PPP loans. Y'all forgave y'all own loans to the yeah. LLCs that y'all opened up to be able to take out the loans and get the money. Mm. Y'all forgave that shit. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't understand what the issue is. And like, for me, I was trying to find, um, cause you know, I have been paying, I've been paying on loans since the, the, the panty shut everything down. So I had been paying from like 2011 until the pandemic. And I was trying to find like my previous annual statements to take a look at the amount of interest that I paid. Yeah. Cause I really feel like my amount that I have paid towards interest, that shit gotta be close to $30,000. Just like in interest what? payments, gotta be. But my loan is on the total amount that I ever took out was like 76K. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like my interest, interest payments over the last decade, that shit got a total about 30, Ooh. but it has yet to touch the principal. So, right, it's like a scam. It's not like it is a scam. And like people don't think about it through that lens. I want right. to encourage anybody who's listening to this. Like if you take a look at how much you have paid in interest, calculate that shit. And compare it to the amount they say that you owe. And so when folks say, like, well, you need to pay it back. Well, bitch, I didn't probably pay it back and some. Mm. 
I, right? <laughs> I was thinking America has scam on top of scam on damn, top of scam. scamming on, ass country. I was like, damn, how they be? How they get us? It's just this shit started as a scam. Damn, this shit started as I a mean, scam. We ain't even asked to be here for real, but um, I, you know, I posted. <laughs> As one of my, this is one of my best posts that I don't know. It, it was, us. it was, you know, it, and it's so funny with with my posts because sometimes I'm like, oh, this one gonna hit, this is gonna be good. It gets like fifty <laughs> likes, and then one, I'm just like, I'm just fucking around at night, and that shit gets like four thousand. That's I'm how like, it go. That's okay, how it go. But it's um, it just says, dear U.S. Department of Education, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. And the comments from the people is yeah. just fantastic my, one of my favorite i've moved on and they they need to do so as well i hope they find some they find love and payment from someone else amen um some of some other ones oh, what was the other someone said they, they always bringing up old shit <laughs> <laughs> somebody said never gonna have it but god bless god like bless it's you. like the just the Oh, it's the the comments from the people. It's like, like it's the community. Yeah. I'm not even gonna hold you like the community. Um, what we're sharing in community around this because it's a generational issue, Marvin. Right. They pushed us all into college. Right. I was not told there was any other option but college. Like our I, entire generation got pushed into college. I had no idea. My sister didn't go to college. I was like, what do you do? <laughs> right. Like what? What happens now? <laughs> so like here we are, the old ass aunties and uncles. Mm. Being like, they got us fucked up. Like, oh, y'all man. made us go get these degrees. We have these degrees. Because some didn't even, the majority of folk, like, didn't even finish school. They're still sitting with debt, right. right, without the degree. Right. And then um, pursuing fields that are low-wage low fields in the first place. So, like, you were never going to get a, an annual salary that would ever amount to the what you owe in student debt. At all. Right. And so like, and especially for black and brown people without a lot of these loans, there's no way, no yeah. way. There's no and way. There's no way. are like, well, I went to college and I paid my loans off. Bitch, shit cost that's $4,000. $2 a credit. Like get out of my face. Y'all was able to go work in the summer, get a little summer job at a diner or some shit. And I know I might be sounding ages, but just rock with me. But like y'all was able to like, go get a summer job at a little diner, get your money for the school year and then go back to school. What are y'all talking about? Well, that's when house prices were like $20,000 and your college right. degree for four years would be like $4,000. What are y'all talking about? It costs 25 cents to go see a movie. <laughs> I, wish. <laughs> I wish like the yeah. economic times, all this shit is a scam. It is hard people yeah. are struggling yeah i'm not yeah. even struggling and i'm pissed right it's people that are literally having to choose between oh my goodness medicine rent, yeah everything medicine, food, everything and student fucking loan payments everything like people are struggling like it right. is it's bad out here yeah it is bad yeah. out here um oh, i stand which, in solidarity we ain't paying them i, I mean <laughs> and the student debt collective for anybody who doesn't know the student debt collective has released a tool that the public can use to demand that the government pay the student loans and they have i mean to forgive student loans and they have provided um just better understanding of this on-ramp process mm. like the one year like you have one year to on-ramp into payments like if you can't pay it won't go to collections and creditors and you won't you know so, mm. like, if anyone is looking for resources or information, the Student Debt Collective has some phenomenal ones. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I want to talk about scams. 
Okay. Because, you know, I dream about them. I think yeah. about them consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause like, oh yeah, like if I wasn't doing this, what else could I possibly do? Mm -hmm. I want to hear from you. Like if you weren't doing this shit and you tapped into those other resources and skills that you have, what type of scam you running? Well, Kim, I thought a lot about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and my top two. Ooh, two. Yeah. Because I saw, and I, actually, damn, now I think about it, they're going to go together. So I saw when I was in Atlanta, I saw in the commercial, uh, I forgot the old uh, white dude that had the church, but he had this this, this miracle water. He had this miracle Billy, water. Billy, um, um, what's his name? Go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> Billy Graham. And, you know, he he puts yes, he puts this water on people, and it, and and they can't walk or, or they couldn't walk before, and now they can walk. Things are cured. He, uh, this person is like, I thought my house was gonna be foreclosed, but I got fifty thousand dollars out of nowhere. That is my scam. Now, my number one scam is a church. Yeah, it's a church. Because right, they don't pay. But they don't, I don't think they pay property. No, taxes. they don't pay no taxes at or all. Like any taxes. They don't pay no taxes at all. And so, um, what better leader? That religious exemption is the way. What better leader than me? What better leader? <laughs> Leo. Yeah, I mean, y'all already got a little delusion. Come on. That Leo shit got y'all a little delulu. So, uh, yes. Okay, I will not accept <laughs> slander. Okay, so just take it down. But. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I actually so this is something uh, that that I've seriously thought about is having just a church called the Church of Love, the where church everyone is accepted, everyone is loved. We just we just there for each other. Pay your tithes and offerings, though. Um, buy this water that'll heal you. <laughs> buy this water; it will heal. It will it will bring you love. Yeah. Boom, five dollars for a fucking what's that little thing? <laughs> yeah, a little two ounce drop. A little two ounce drop. Oh, you might be called because sell that shit on Amazon too. Listen, we can talk about how it has healing properties. It'll heal your trauma. Everything. Like, Everything. and I'm a therapist. Everything. Oh, you can sell that shit real good. I sell that right now. Real good. <laughs> I like that. I'll come see your church of love, but I ain't giving you no money. Okay. Well, um, you can't help me. It's the entrance uh, fee. Uh, yeah. Hey. Mm -hmm. Now you on to something. If you want the love, you have to. You gotta pay. <laughs> now you on to something. Not, not now you on to pay, something. But you know, see, I want to scam better than other people. Yeah. Um, because you what know, you I, be, I, I know you got. Yeah, you said, <laughs> I know you got. Some scams. <laughs> I'll be studying scams. <laughs> I'll be studying scams. I mean, I definitely would love one that is a bit more practical, but I know I just wouldn't be able to do it because of my damn morals. It's like like retreats. Yeah, that's one of the best ways to scam. Yeah, I saw that you posted that. Yeah. Oh my goodness, retreats is one of the best ways to scam. And so, if I could set my morals aside, I would still love to do a retreat in an ethical way, right? But like, if right. I could set my morals aside yeah. and like scam in the retreat space, I would do that shit today. Now, where I want to do a better scam is there was this man mm -hmm. who was scamming folks with wine. I forgot his name right now, but he was like. um, he was knowledgeable in the wine industry. He knew how to taste a wine and he can immediately identify what region it's from, what house, what label, everything. Mm -hmm. And so this man scammed but wealthy folks, primarily wealthy white people out of like $20 million worth of wine, like money wine, because he was telling them that, oh yeah, this is a 200,000 bottle of blah, 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 blah. 
what yeah. it was really like a two buck chuck and selling it to their ass. And them jokers was buying that shit. Um, buying that shit. I like that. Right? And so <laughs> he only got caught because he got sloppy and mm. he got greedy. Mm. And he wanted too much attention and too much notoriety. When all you had to do was keep pushing them bottles of wine, feeding the wealthy's ego, yeah. using all the big fancy words, yeah. having them doubt themselves when they question if what you're saying is correct mm. and just get the money. But I would go into like the wine industry, I think. That's a good one. Right? That's a good like one. $20 million off some wine? Like, like how, how long did it take him to, to make that? I, can, I don't remember at this time. But it's the fact that somebody was willing, multiple people, because they would bid on these bottles of wine. Multiple people were willing to pay $200,000 for one bottle of wine. For one bottle? I said, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I think. I'm doing something wrong. We got to have a conversation offline. We got to have a conversation. Yeah. We might have to bring Issa Rae into the loop because Issa Rae is supposed to be making a Prosecco. Okay. And there might be a way. Okay. To integrate this into that Prosecco line. Mm. We got to get some of that money. I like it. But I like it. I like <laughs> it too. I really, like I had shared on Instagram, like I really wish that I had the ability to scam, but I just, I just don't. Yeah. I don't I mean, yet. My, it might change. I don't my, know. My morals are questionable. You know, I love so that I, for you. <laughs> I want you know, a little bit of that. You know, 70%. Yeah. I'm taking yeah, the higher. That other 30. That other 30 though. Listen. And it's also I, like I like I like a Robin Hood kind of scam, right? I like I, I, I love a, a scam oh. from the one two top percent and bring that over there. Absolutely, that's exactly how I would scam anyway. I would just right. I would actually it wouldn't even be a scam because it would be more like a get back because mm. y'all hoes already been scamming me and my people for generations for right. centuries. So more or less, it's like a get back. That is that's true. Like I was talking to my friend a little earlier. I don't think Deion Sanders is scamming by any means. I don't. No. But I think Deion Sanders has figured out how to play this game. Oh, of course. Like he has been played by being in the NFL, being in the entertainment industry. And now he knows the rules and he's playing that shit. I mm. want to be able to do something like that. Yeah. I love yeah. that shit. Genius. I love that shit. You know what else I love, Marvin? Hoochie mm. Daddies. Hoochie Daddy! All the way live! <laughs> Come outside! You watched it! Oh, shit. You uh, watched it! I watched it. Um, I don't know if I'm proud of that or ashamed of that. <laughs> I, I, I still don't know. It's so bad. <laughs> it is so bad, but it's so good. It's so good. I mean, and first off, it's on Tubi. Oh, yeah. So that you will tell know. you, you that will tell you know. a lot right there. You but know. I saw that first <laughs> I saw that first episode and I was I was sure I was sure they had room rooms for oh. every single individual. Well that was so nice of you to think that they had that baby in that closet. They had that baby in that closet. <laughs> <laughs> What was the I I have to I have to know the budget for that? They, I feel like they rented an Airbnb in Jacksonville for maybe like a weekend. That shit was five hundred dollars and weed. 
<laughs> had to be. And Hennessy. Don't forget the Hennessy. And, because yeah. they were rolling up, I think, every scene almost. It had to be. Had to be. It was one of the best things that I could have ever done for myself was uh, watch Hoochie Daddy. I, I would not say that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it was entertaining as fuck. <laughs> it was and season two is on the way. My like, God, there's a season, season two. Season two is on the way. They've been doing um casting call videos on Instagram <laughs> where you know they've been sending in videos um with their audition tapes and folks can vote on them. I has I saw recently that casting has closed and they're gonna have live casting in Atlanta, I believe. Um so <laughs> that is gonna be a good ghetto time. A good ghetto time. So is that going to be part of the next season? Is is the, is the I, I have no idea. It- what I, I hope was part of the next season is microphones. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> the way you couldn't hear nothing. These people was holding the, the iPhones close to... Oh, my God. I, they better have... Everybody better be mic'd up in the next season. That needs oh. to be in the budget. Absolutely. Get a GoFundMe. Like, we I'll, could, I'll help. Like, I'll help. I would have done it. I'll push it. Thing. I'll promote it. And then I think Crystal from um the Reed Love that shit, she might help too. Oh, we yeah. can help y'all Absolutely. get some microphones. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we deserve Maybe. to be able to hear everything that's being said. <laughs> and I think that they should allow us to submit suggestions for challenges. Because mm, yeah. some of them challenges was like, hmm, come on now. Awful. All, I, the the one that's that sticks out, I mean, all of them kind of stick out, but the the shot competition. With the, with tattoo the tattoo in the middle? I said, I don't think you're supposed to be drinking again tattoo, y'all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And they was getting face tattoos. And, and, All and for tattoos. a chain and a trip to Jamaica. <laughs> they got that tattoo on their face for life. For a chain and a trip to Jamaica. Probably went in first class. It, was probably it probably won't even first class. And it probably flew out of Miami. But them, some of them are from like North Carolina, Baltimore. It's all like... <laughs> I love that shit. I can't wait for that to come back. If oh, y'all have goodness. not seen Hoochie Daddies, please don't watch it. Don't watch it. But don't probably just try. Don't it. watch it, but also watch it. Watch it. Just go ahead and watch it. Just try, just try it out. Just give it a go. Just give, give it a, a try. Go. Give it a go. Yeah. Um, so I love Hoochie Daddies. Um, <laughs> something that's been plucking my nerves lately, and I want to hear your thoughts about it. It's yeah. like just influencers speaking on mental health. And even mental health people who are influencers speaking on mental health so that's two yeah 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 um i posted something a while ago that said just because they speak well and are and are attractive does not mean that they know what the fuck they're talking about Uh um because there are so many people who are scamming yes talk (laughs) about it (laughs) And although there's a tiny level of like respect because like, okay, I see your scam. I see your game. You're making money from it. Okay. I think that a lot of black and brown folks are consuming this as fact, as truth, as like, this will change my life. Yeah. And that is not the case. And now you're getting money from a lot of young black um, folks that just aren't that have you know uh, essentially exploiting their low self-confidence their low Mm self-esteem because of Mm -hmm. systems because of a lot of the shit around us but are saying hey 
just do these five things and your depression will be gone. Hate that shit. And it's just like, that's not how that works. Never That's not how that works. And also, where are you finding your information? TikTok. TikTok? Wikipedia? Or they are just making that shit up. Yeah. Look, I got a question because, you know, I don't do direct practice. Um, but what mm-hmm. I'm hearing from direct practice um, practitioners is they have clients that come into sessions referencing TikToks. Ooh. As like, oh, yeah, like I saw this TikTok that said that gave me all this criteria. And I think I might have borderline or I think my partner might have borderline or I think I'm dealing with a narcissist because I saw this on TikTok. Ooh. Is that showing up for you? I have not. Have you heard that? Into- I've I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard mm-hmm. of that. I've not run into that. My clients better not come into my <laughs> sessions like that. They I, I feel like they know better. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm that kind of therapist. Um no, but it, it's 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 so fucking harmful. Yeah. It's so fucking harmful. Yeah. Because on one on one uh hand, they're normalizing things that um you really need to go see somebody for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on, on the other hand, again, they're exploiting a lot of, and a, a lot of it is, is, is young black women. Yes, indeed. Um, and it's just like, damn, y'all are really going after, um, the individuals who essentially keep shit together, mm-hmm. which is really fucked up. So I'm going to name it out loud. This is where I'm having the greatest challenges, which is like folks who identify or identified as like mental health influencers. It actually happens to be black men, like black, black, cis, heterosexual mm-hmm. males are the ones that I'm having the greatest challenges with in like this mental health space. Yeah. Um, I have a real hard time with the just heal bro kind of movement. Because mm. like even amongst the conversations that I've been privy to for those in that space, the way healing is being conceptualized, sometimes it shows up as avoidance. And you also have folks who are moderating or leading the conversations who actually haven't done enough healing to lead them. Mm. Um, So even some of the conversations end up perpetuating like just toxic masculinity, um, perpetuating anti-Blackness, like perpetuating all of these things. You're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I even think about, you know, you used to hear a lot. I don't hear it that much anymore. And it probably has something to do with the circles. I have changed circles, but just like, um, black men need to be, you know, black men need to um be with, go listen to the black man, be with the black man. I was like, have y'all actually heard some of their conversations there by themselves? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to say that us, me, we need to go in there, but I'm like, have y'all actually? And this is not to minimize the work that um, a lot of folks are doing, but I have seen this intersection of like black males in the mental health space in the church. And then their target audience, to your point, and you might have been talking about a different population has been Black women. So like their movement is around, yeah, I'm trying to connect with Black men, but their message is actually getting to Black women. Right, 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 right. I I think I I like that the conversation is moving toward healing and uh, expressing emotions. Yeah. However... I think that that is the most basic of conversations. Basic. And that's where it's been for so long. And that's where it's been for so long. It has not moved past that. It's okay to cry or it's okay to be emotional. Yes, yes, yes. And. But like, that's tip of the iceberg. Very tip. That's that's the tippity fucking top of the iceberg. And I think that so many men are like, oh yeah, now we're we're healed because we talked about emotions. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about 
actually healing from trauma. We're not right. actually talking about the influences of patriarchy, of toxic masculinity, of white supremacy, of capitalism, and how all of that essentially um, puts men in a position of power a lot of yeah, times. Absolutely. Right. And so we can heal all we want. We can say we're emotional, but like some men are still going to have all these folks on the, you know, all these women on the side are still going to, are, are going to go to church and then do all the sinful shit. Um, you know what I mean? It's, and so it's just, <laughs> it's, I, I, and I hate to equate these things, but I think, I, I think about like white mediocrity. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I feel like there's some cishet black male mediocrity that happens sometimes. Like the bare minimum. The bare fucking minimum. And people and don't want to talk about it out loud. Celebrating. Oh celebrating my God. Celebrating that Platforming. Yeah. Celebrating like, it, platforming it. And then like, even this conversation, this is going to, like, you know, it's going to do whatever it's going to do to people. Yeah. Um, We're haters. We don't oh, care. Yeah. I mean, we're anti-black. We don't I mean, support I, black men. Don't love black men. Everyone's come cool. for me. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 you can say whatever you want to say, but it's just this, I... I live in this place of just the radical belief and imagination that it can be better than what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what, the way we are behaving, the way we relate to each other, the way we're talking about healing, the way we're doing this work, it actually is the bare minimum. Right. And there's nothing wrong with saying that out loud. It doesn't mean that I'm not proud of you for what you have done thus far. It does not mean the work that you have done has been impactful and hard and messy and difficult. And right. look at you, you did that right. proud of you. And right. Like, and, but I don't really see people who are platformed, especially like just black men who are platformed in the mental health space, talking about the and. Mm-hmm. They're all talking about the let's express our emotions, bro. You got to feel, bro. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're there now. And, and that's where I question like, well, those who are kind of influencing that space, have they done the work to even get to the and part? Mm. or have they only done the work to be able to say I can cry and I get sad and I've thought of harming myself and you know have they is that as far as they have gone in their journey all done all done now you know and like that's who kind of seems like it's platforming and leading a lot of these conversations like in that that influencer space I'm like yeah and a lot of these black men's especially groups which is which is why you do the groups not to toot my own horn toot it but (laughs) but a lot of these groups that I see all cisgender heterosexual black men. I love that. And so I see those and I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I'm bisexual. And so I've experienced a shit ton of harm. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bring that up in group. Barbershops have not (laughs) always been comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. And so in my groups, I have folks who identify as men from all walks of life. I've had Mm -hmm. trans men in my group. I've had bisexual, gay, all just the 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 variety of black yeah. men because black men are mo- are not a monolith. Imagine and, that. And <laughs> it strengthens yes. the perceptions of the cisgender heterosexual men in the group because it's like, oh shit, you're a black man and I'm yeah. causing you harm. And I didn't even know that. Didn't even know. I didn't even know. Now I know and now I can do better. Yeah. And because I and be, <laughs> because I support you as a queer man, it also doesn't make me queer. Wow. Mind blowing. Is the homophobia? <laughs> Mind blowing. <laughs> and so it's just like there, there's so many more pieces than just I'm gonna be emotional now and I can express myself. 
There's so yeah. many more pieces because yeah. another thing is that you're healing, but are you talking to your homie? Are you? Or are you yeah. just letting him do the same problematic shit? Because if you're not, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are, what are we, doing? we doing? What are we doing? And so we're like, I just think about so much harm that's perpetuated right now in this age of social media and people yeah. always, they just have something to say about everything. Yeah. And um, that's why on my, you know, in, on my particular platforms on online, I stay away from trying to sell people a dream and sell them hope. Because mm. like that shit is a setup. Yeah. Um. But I see a lot of people in the mental health space just trying to sell people things that aren't reality. Yeah. Um. Instead of just being honest about like what it is, what it could potentially be like, but also you have what you need already. Like you've been forced to believe mm -hmm. that you already weren't these beautiful, wonderful things. Yep. And I can't sell any of that to you. You already got that. Mm -hmm. so like there are people who just kind of get online and try to sell their story to somebody else to make them believe well, all right if you do the things i did you can get the same results that i got that's not mm -hmm. how this shit goes yeah that's yeah. not how this shit if you give your life to christ <laughs> if you just heal you can you can get what i got yeah. that's just not how this goes no no it's not how I, this goes I, and i think there's a there is a lack of critical thinking um, yeah. amongst especially people who are heavy social media users because I mean even with situations where uh, like Megan the stallion and this and this uh, young woman that was hit with the brick oh right? yes 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 black women are blamed Blame. for being a victim yeah. people and were... other black women are blaming them. I said, oh my god right. <laughs> oh my god Right. And there's, and you know, people don't have to prove that they, that they put a police report or prove that they went to the mm -hmm. hospital. She did that. And people are still like, well, that's fake. Well, that's whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's just like, do you realize this is the same thing that white people do when unarmed black men are killed? How mm -hmm. come that energy isn't there for black men? Yeah. And Fight like, crickets. what does it, what does it take from you to just believe somebody's experience? I, you know, um, what does it take from you to just believe somebody? Who am I to say that did not happen to you? That was your experience. Right. That right. goes for all situations and scenarios. Like if you hurt somebody's feelings, you hurt somebody's feelings. Who are you right. to say that you didn't do that? And listen, it, let's let's take it as she was lying, right? She raised $30,000, $20,000. Guess how much money you're being scammed by so many people, so many they companies. They scammed me out of $76,000. Yeah, listen. Day. It's a big but, ass scamming ass country. This the battle you want to fight? And you if you gave us some of that money, that's on you. Mm. You know. So, yeah, I, it's uh, yeah, it's an ongoing battle. It's an <laughs> ongoing battle. If folks would really just get into their head, it don't matter how, which ways and how you perform. You're never going to be able to get close or proximate enough to the powers and the beings that control all this shit. Mm, it don't matter how much you try to please them. Yep. the the magical them like you're just they're not gonna let you into their game they're not gonna they're let you not. play with them they're not and you are not them you're not them you're not them they're not gonna let you play with them like <laughs> they're just not so just like it's it's a lot easier i think for the limited time that we have on earth who we do not have a lot of time on earth just mm -hmm. to be your goddamn self yeah everywhere 
online, in person, everywhere. At all times. At all times. Yeah. Stop lying. That would be helpful. We gotta stop lying. That would be helpful. Um, so I loved talking shit with you and about all the ghetto things happening in the world, but I do want to close us out on this one particular question that I've been asking folks who have joined me on the podcast because I really Love this question because what I hope it is doing for folks is helping them to imagine a life beyond this work. Because mm-hmm. y'all know I'm out this game before by 2030. I'm not doing this shit forever. I love that. Um, and I am hopeful that that's a bit of your reality too. So like- <laughs> like As soon as yet. fucking possible. <laughs> if I could do it so, next year. Which is why I want to ask the question is like, when it's all said and done and you're bowing out of social work the way you have known it, like, what is the legacy and impact you're trying to leave behind? Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, I I think about liberation and what that means for me. And it's just freedom of thought, freedom of expression, um freedom just just the ability to just exist and that we deserve to just exist and that we are beautiful the way that we are however god or creator or whoever you 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 worship or don't worship uh you know made us and that just essentially that we are enough mm. in every fucking sense of the word we are enough and that I want to make sure that people know that if anybody tells you it's that you are not enough, fuck them. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Fuck them. Yeah. Because you are. Yeah. And that's in the mental health field. That's in, that's, that's, if you Everywhere. exist as a human on this planet, you are enough and you deserve to be treated as such. You deserve yeah. love. Yeah. The church of love. The church of love. The church of love. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Um, thank you for showing up how you only know how to show up, which is yourself. Yeah. Right. You. I'm I'm grateful to know you, grateful to be in community with you, grateful to get in trouble with you, grateful oh, yeah. to call out all this bullshit with you, grateful to laugh with you. Yes. And I'm grateful to be black with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. I I love this because you know so many podcasts are so like experience and trauma and tell me about your and like and I love that that's dope but like we got some love we gotta talk some shit yes gotta talk some shit I'm not I'm not professional all the time yeah Yeah. I'm not professional most of the time whatever professional (laughs) I was gonna say professional in air quotes whatever that I am not that most of the time I'm this most of the time with plus cuss words Yeah. yeah yeah grateful for you thank you so much Mark. <laughs> thank you that was good wasn't it i told y'all that was gonna be good i am so grateful to be in community and just know marvin and i'm hopeful that you were able to feel a glimmer of what i feel by knowing that beautiful human and so the good black word is simple this week we are enough you are enough And fuck anybody else that makes you feel and believe that you were not. Y'all, I appreciate you. 
Thank you for tuning in this week. And as always, please remember to take care of your heart so that we can take care of each other because y'all, believe it or not, we are truly all that we got. And we'll talk next week. Be well.